Hello, welcome back to the Halo Zone Podcast. This is going to be episode 3 of the Halo Zone Podcast. Um, the Angels are coming off of a eventful series versus um, the Boston Red Sox. Lots of trash talking, both on the field and on Twitter, between the Red Sox and the Angels. The Angels were able to squeak away with that series, winning 2 out of 3. All the games were super close. Um... But despite dropping the first game, the Angels won 2-3. They left the homestand going 5-1. and one, And now they will finish the first half and go into the All-Star break after a three-game series versus the Seattle Mariners up at T-Mobile Ballpark. So, let's just jump into this and let's talk about this Red Sox series. Um, the Angels dropped the first game. It was a game of missed opportunities. That's kind of the best way to describe how the Angels lost the first game of the Red Sox series. Um, again, they had lots of runners get thrown out. There was a pitch that looked low that didn't, on a 3-2 count, that wasn't called a ball, it was called a strike. And then the next guy hit a home run, and then they ended up losing like by one. And then you're like, well, robo-umps, if they're there, then that game's in extras. There was... A 9-10 expected batting average shot by Shohei in a 5-4 game with a runner on second that would have at least tied the game, maybe have won it if it got by Christian Arroyo, but um, they didn't get through. There was the Kike Hernandez robbed home run in the second inning. That would have given the Angels a quick 3-2 lead, um, but that got taken back. There was the base running mistakes by Jose Rojas getting thrown out at the plate, Max Stassi getting thrown out at second base. Um... It was just a, it was something, man. It was a game of lots of missed opportunities. A game, if you look back on it, again, one thing goes differently. The Angels probably walk away of the series with a sweep. But what can you do? You can't complain with two out of three, especially facing a team like the Red Sox, who have one of the best records in baseball. They have, I think, I think they, with the Astros lost today, they have the best record in the in the AL again. So, again, they're a dangerous team, and, the Angels, they won two out of three without some of their best players. So, you can't be mad at that. Um, but, again, we kind of recapped the first game, but let's go over all the details, um, including the starter, Jose Suarez. He made his first start of um, the season after starting the season in the bullpen. And he he was okay. I'm not going to complain with how he did. Again, he didn't give the Angels the length that they need from him. He only won three innings. He really struggled with his command. Um, but he limited the Red Sox to only two runs. He struck out three guys. He struck out the two, first two guys he faced. After the first two ABs, it looked like he was going to cruise, and he was he was locked in, and that just didn't turn out to be the case. And, again, he was only able to get through three innings. He had around an 80-pitch pitch count, and... He was at like 77-ish pitches through three, so he just couldn't go back out there because he was at his pitch count. But again, he kept the Angels in striking distance. He didn't give up any big innings. He he gave up a two-run second, but those are things you can live with. And at the end of the day, you can't really complain with what he did. Obviously, you can... Pick, a, pick it apart and say, oh, you need to give us more length, which he does, but, um, again, with the clear results, need to be better. You can't do that consistently, but I'm not going to be mad at that, especially with some of the starting pitching counties Angels p- starters have given us over the last few years. Just keep us in the game. That's all I really ask for, and give us some length from time to time. But then Dylan Bundy came into the game, and, he, Dylan Bundy, um, again, I've always believed in Dylan Bundy. I've never kind of given up on him. Um, even at this point, I haven't really completely given up on him, but again, he, I just don't know how the Angels just continue to, again, he's taking up a 40-man spot and he's taking up a roster spot to come in and just not pitch well. Give up a lot of homers. That's kind of been the big thing. He gives up a lot of long balls. And, again, he wasn't as bad as his 
stat line looked. He only gave up one hit, but just the results aren't there. And he's in the final year of his deal. Um, if the Angels don't think they're going to bring him back, I think you're just at the point where you let him go. Because you just you can't keep running him out there and having him take up a spot on the roster if he's going to continue to pitch bad. Um, again, I assume he will pitch again for the Angels at some point. Again, it could happen tomorrow. It could not, he could not pitch till after the All-Star break. We don't know. But he needs to pitch better. He needs to pitch better than what he's given us throughout the entire season. And again, he, he was good to start the year. He got dinged up in Seattle. He's been trying to pitch through it, and he obviously can't. So, again, the Angels, they got to make a decision on that because with the trade deadline coming up, the Angels, they're going to need some... If they make a move, they're going to make some... 40, they're going to need to make some 40-man spots. They're going to make some... They're going to need to create some roster spots. And that might be a way to create one on both ends, is DFAing him. But... We'll see. We'll see. Um, outside of that, though, the bullpen was good. Um, Tony Watson, he pitched an inning in the third. He um, he didn't give up a run. He came in with two outs in, what was it, the fifth? He had two outs in the fifth after Bundy got pulled and um, allowed one of the runners that Bundy allowed on. It was actually on an air by Renhefo. He allowed them to come around and score another missed opportunity if you make that play. Games and extras, but whatever. Um, yeah, just, um, it was a blooper by, I think, Danny Santana that just fell in. That made it 5-2 Red Sox at the time. Um, and then, um, but he pitched well. Um, Junior Garrett came in, and again, he, that's when you use Junior Garrett, when it's 5 when you're thinking you're going to lose, you just use him, eat, have him eat some innings, and that's kind of his role. And, again, that's another guy that if the Angels decide to make a move, especially in the bullpen, he's a guy that you need to get rid of and clear his, get him off the roster, get him off the 40-man so you can add pieces at the deadline if the Angels decide to buy. Um, but then Claudio came in. He only pitched a third of an inning. Um, he gave up a hit, but he did get a strikeout. Uh, I think he struck out J.D. Martinez to get out of a jam when the Angels were kind of rallying back. And then Steve Cishek pitched a clean ninth. Um, um, no hits, no nothing, just three outs. So, again, from that part of the bullpen, good job. You did what you're supposed to. When you're trying to come back, the biggest goal, the biggest thing that kills comebacks is the bullpen allowing runs, and the Angels didn't do that. So, um, good for them. Offensively, um, again, there was lots of missed opportunities on the bases. Um, again, Boston made some great defensive plays that kind of killed some of the opportunities the Angels had. The Angels struck for two in the – no, they struck for one in the second. My apologies. Um, they got a sack fly by one of the guards to make it two to one. And then they kind of chipped away. Um, on an RBI ground up by David Fletcher, and then Jose Rojas hit a solo home run again. Um, before this, Luis Renjifo, 3-2 count, took a pitch that looked a little bit below the knees. That wasn't called, that was called a strike that brung him up. Again, if if, the, if you get that call right, he's on first, Rojas goes deep, it's 5-4, they tied in the ninth. I'm just saying, and then in the ninth with two outs, Jose Rojas worked a really good at-bat for um, Adam Montevino and kind of shot a ball through the left side to um, keep the game alive, make it 5-4. And then um, Fletcher got on. They just had an opportunity late in the game, first and second, with two outs with Shohei Otani coming to the plate, and we had an incident. Shohei hit a ball really hard. I think he had a, what, 101, 102-mile-per-hour exit velocity. Hit it through that 4-3 um, hole on the right side, but they were in the shift, so the second baseman was out in the right field, and he was shifting into that hole, so it went it one hop straight to him. He makes the play. Um, Adam Adovino 
had some choice words for Shohei Otani, including yelling at him, and I quote, happy birthday, bitch. Again, lots this this sent Twitter into like a whoa type thing. Like everyone was talking about this on Twitter for like the full day. There was even um, people who went to the game the next day that saw Adam Adovino like signing autographs that asked him about it. He said he like blacked out or whatever. Um, again, I had my opinion on it. My opinion was a lot different than lots of Angel fans' opinions that were saying. Um, crazy things about Adovino, like, that they hate him, or whatever. Um, my, my thing was, again, that's, it's, again, you don't call anybody a, a bitch on the field. Like, that just isn't what you should, you should never call anyone that, period. But, again, that, it was a soft move. I, I 100% believe that. But, Again, I don't think the response was what lots of people... The what the response, the ideal response that I wanted, I feel like was a lot different than what other people wanted. I feel lots of people wanted Shohei to hit one out into the Red Sox bullpen and make Adovino go pick it up. Like, that would have been awesome. But my ideal response, I said it, it was like, just go out and beat him. Just beat his team. Don't let him pitch in the ninth inning and try to get a save. Don't, let, don't give him that opportunity. Make him sit and watch... His team lose. I think that was the best way to kind of get your revenge. And the Angels did that. So that that was awesome. I'm incredibly happy about that. Um, but again, they lost game one. It was a tough one. Again, they probably should have won. But it is what it is. Um, they ended up winning the series. So it's not as big of a deal. On to game two. This game... This was a really fun one. This was a really fun game, obviously. Um, two all-star pitchers going at it. Um, the two starters um, with Shohei Otani going up against Nathan Avaldi. Um And again, it seemed like going into this game, I thought it was going to be like a pitcher's duel. I thought, or at least I thought that was the way the Angels were going to have to win this one. I thought Shohei was going to have to pitch really well, which he did. I thought he he was going to have to pitch really well, and um, the Angels were just going to have to be able to scratch a couple off Evaldi, and then the bullpen after Shohei was going to have to pitch really well for them to win. That wasn't the case. Again, I'm not going to say Evaldi pitched bad, even though his stat line didn't look great after the game. Um, he just had a rough first inning, and then wasn't able to get out of the sixth. Um but again, from innings two to five, he was dominant. Like the Angels weren't touching him. So um, again, I thought he pitched well. So, but um, Shoei pitched well too, and the Angels were able to pull this one out. Um, Shoei wasn't as dominant as his usual self. Um, he went seven innings though. Pitch count was a he he kept his pitch count efficient. Ended up throwing eighty nine pitches in seven innings. Um, Again, seven innings, five hits allowed, two runs, no walks, four Ks. Um, the Ks were down. Again, that may concern some people. I don't really care. Um, I'm not the guy that's like, oh, you need to get a bunch of, you need to strike out a guy per inning to be an effective pitcher. I don't really care. I just want, like, if you get outs, you you can get outs. Like, that's kind of my take on that. And that's what he did. He got lots of soft contact. Um, I'm pretty sure what he... I know he broke one bat because there was that viral clip of him picking it up and handing it to um, Christian Arroyo. But I think he broke multiple. Got a lot of soft contact. A lot of ground balls. And again, like he put up zeros. And he had a tough first. He gave him another run later on in the game. Um, but again, he, had, he, he was effective. Again, only 89 pitches. He had four plate appearances as well. Um, it would be nice if he could kind of kick it up into the next gear and get into the triple-digit pitch margin or around there if he's going well. But, again, I, again I'd rather have Shohei throwing 85 pitches a game than him not pitching at all. So um, I'm perfectly fine with it. Um, 
But again, he gave up a run in the first. Again, there was a leadoff double, and then they kind of just manufactured it. Verdugo got Kike to third, and then J.D. Martinez had a sack fly to make it one nothing. And at that point, it's just like, oh, okay, this isn't good. But the Angels, they, they bounce back right away. Three pitches into Evaldi's performance. Um, Fletcher doubles on the first pitch of the game on a shot down the right field line. Extended his hitting streak. And then Otani comes up. Second pitch of that at-bat shoots a double down the right field line to tie the game. And then the Angels, they weren't able to move Otani until there was two outs in the inning. It's like, oh my gosh, are they really not going to be able to take the lead here after doubling twice to start the inning and having runner on second and a tie game with nobody out. But then Max Stassi, on a full count, he got into one and poked one out into the into the bullpen for a, um, a two-run home run to make it 3-1 to one Angels. And after that, it was it was like I expected. Pitchers duel. No runs in the second, third, fourth, or fifth for either team. The Red Sox finally got a run in the sixth. Um, again, there was a double. I forgot who hit it. There was a double, and then Kike Hernandez got him to third. And then with one out runner on third, oh, it was Connor Wong who hit the double. Yeah, it was Connor Wong, the their backup catcher. And then, runner on third one out with Alex Verdugo at the plate. Otani got one of his 4Ks, struck up Verdugo to make it two outs with the runner on third, which set up, gave him an opportunity to get out of the inning clean. But then gave up a blue pit to J.D. Martinez that made it two to, um, three to two. And next batter almost completely changed the game. Um, Otani missed. I'm not sure what pitch it was. I knew it was an off-speed pitch. I'm not sure if he threw a split or kind of like a slider, but he hung it, and it was right over the middle of the plate. Bogarts got into it, hit a deep fly ball to right center field. It looked, it looked off the bat, I thought it was gone, especially with the way um, Bogarts kind of reacted after hitting it. But Juan Lagares, man, he, he made... Probably the play of the year so far for the Angels. Unbelievable catch. Um, robbed a home run. Robbed a two-run home run. That would have given the Red Sox a 4-3 lead. And that immediately it shifted the momentum. Because it looked like Boston retook the momentum. They got the clutch shot hit. Bogarts gets into one. If that gets out, we have a completely different game. Probably a completely different outcome. But the guards made a great play. And... Next inning, Gossam bloops a double down the right field line, and then Sassy bloops a hit into center. Iglesias pokes one by the pitcher's mound and gets Sassy to second and gets the run in. They end up loading the bases with two outs, and then Fletcher just, man, just, I don't even know how to describe it. He It was like a swinging bunt, and it was perfect. And that made it 5-2. Okay, and Otani pitches a clean seventh inning. In the eighth, Myers pitches a, puts up a zero just by walking someone, and then Rysel comes into, into the game in the ninth inning, five-two game. Gets Bogarts on like a swinging bunt ground out, strikes out Rafael Devers. It looks like yeah, Rysel's locked in. He's gonna lock this up right here. Then he gave up a solo shot to Hunter Renfro. Again, he overthrew a O2 fastball, tried to blow it by him get the crowd pumped up, and he didn't get that one back. And we've seen Russell do that a couple times this year. But it's whatever. It was 5-2. He, he gave a long run. I, could, I couldn't end up cared less. And then next batter, did he strike the next guy out? Yeah, he struck out Christian Arroyo to end the game. And the Angels won 5-3. And evened up the series. Then on to Wednesday. Wednesday, in my opinion, that was the most fun game of the series. And I missed the first. I think I picked it up in the third. Bottom of the third. Around there because I was at work until um, 2 and the game started at 1. So I missed like the first hour. But I got off work. The Angels were up 2 nothing. Looking back on it because I rewatched the first three innings of the game. Um... They just got really lucky. 
That's that's the only way to put it. They just got really lucky. Um, again, Fletcher had a blue pit. Otani had a blue pit. Gosselin had a blue pit. And they just... That, that put him up 2 nothing, And it was like, okay, cool. And then Heaney, he pitched... He pitched better than his stat line showed. Um, he went five and a third, gave up three runs, walked two, had five Ks. Um, he didn't give up a hit until the fourth inning. He had, he pitched four shutout innings to um, start the game, and then he just had a weird fifth. There was a couple just blue pits that fell in, and then or I think he walked someone too, and then Bobby Dalbeck got into one. That almost gave the Red Sox a 3-2 lead. Luckily, that ball stayed in the park. Gosselin probably should have caught it. He misplayed it, got over his head. But then Christian Vasquez completely read the, read the ball wrong. Off the bat, he thought it was going to get caught, so he went back tag up, and then it didn't get down. He ended up only getting to second base in the fifth. Um, and then Verdugo kind of just poked one over Renhifo's head and at third to um, tie the game in the fifth. And make it 2-2. Two two. The Angels responded in the bottom of the 5th. After a Shohei Otani home run. He he hit, a, he hit another one. Again, like, I was thinking going into the final game. It's like, Otani hasn't homered in two games. Like, he's due. And that's crazy to think because you don't homer for two days. Most guys, you're not thinking, oh, they're due. But, like, for Otani, it's like, yeah, you're due. Like, hit one. <laughs> And he did. He, he hit a home run to right. He crushed it at 433 feet, I think it was. Again, he, he smoked it. Like, it was it was a bomb. It was, it was a bomb. Like, no doubter right off the bat. And then next hitter, Walsh, comes up. He also pokes one out um, for a home run to dead center field. They go back to back to get those two runs back to make it 4-2. to two. And then the Red Sox come up in the fifth, no, in the sixth, and get a couple guys on. Christian Arroyo um, singles in Xander Bogarts to make it four to three. Yeah, like he, like, again, Heaney was at ninety-seven pitches, and this, this, these are the reasons I'm not a, I'm not a big fan of Joe Madden myself. Heaney is at. Like, 97 pitches. He's gone through five innings. He pitched his two toughest innings of the game. He just gave up two runs. The heart of the... the f- Two of the best Red Sox hitters, maybe they're two best, you have with Xander Bogart, um, Rafael Devers, two all-star starters are coming up. He's obviously wavering. Xander Bogart kills lefties. Well, he kills both sides of the plate, but he kills lefties. And Joe Madden. Let's him go back out there and pitch, and he gives up. He 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 gives up a hit to Bogarts, and then I think Devers. They got him to like fly out, and then they pulled him for Steve Ciszek, who can't get out of innings with guys on base. They have to score when when he comes in with someone on base when he inherits a runner they have to score it's like it's like a rule of the Steve Ciszek book it's like in the rule book he has to let those guys score again what he does is he doesn't let anybody else score but he lets all those guys on base score but yeah he gives up a hit to Christian Arroyo and makes it 4 to 3 but he gets out of the inning without um allowing any more damage we head to the seventh or bottom of the sixth. Um, Red Sox put up a zero, and the seventh Cishek comes back out, puts up a zero to make it or to keep it at four three. Angels in the bottom of the seventh get there, get another run, a huge insurance run with a home run by Jared Walsh, his second of the game. He crushed another one. This one to deep right field off Darwin's in Hernandez. I think that's how you say his name. Um, Lefty lefty crime. Twice, twice by the way, he he went lefty lefty crime. First one was off Eduardo Rodriguez. Second one off Darwin's in Hernandez. That was a huge insurance run. I cannot talk today, but yeah, I, going into that inning, I was thinking 
he they need an, they need a run here with the top of the order coming up. I was like they need a run here because you have Mike Myers coming in his second straight day pitching. You have a one run game. They had three four five do up, which was which are their three all star bats. The Red Sox in the eighth. It just was not a good combination. It was a terrible combination. So I was scared. I was very scared. Um, and I thought they really needed an insurance run, and it turned out they did. Because we head to the eighth. First batter's up, J.D. Martinez. It's like a 2-2 count. Myers makes a good pitch on the outside part of the plate. But again, J.D., a ball that should have been caught. But the Angels, they made defensive substitutions to get Gosselin out of the game because of his weak defense, and we saw that earlier on in the game. They put Mayfield at third. They put they switched Ward from right to left, and then they put Renhifo in right. The fly ball is the right field. Again, it almost it almost got out. The ball almost got out, but it should have been caught. But Renhifo, he apparently lost it in the sun. It goes over his head. He hits the wall and bounces by him. Again, luckily, again, if this is anybody fast, it's an inside the parker. But since JD Martinez doesn't have insane speed, he only got a triple out of it. So they get a leadoff triple. Next batter is Xander Bogarts. He pokes one down the right field line. It falls for a double, and it's five four. They have a runner on second. Nobody out. It's looking like. They're, they, the Angels, at this point, they look like they were in trouble. Myers, though, he gets Devers to pop out. He strikes out Hunter Renfro. And he gets Christian Arroyo to bounce one by the mound. It was up the middle. It Again, without the shift, that's a it's an RBS single to tie the game. But they just had him shift perfectly. David Fletcher is right behind second. He makes the play. The Angels got out of it. With the lead. They didn't add on in the 8th, and then Rysel came in in the ninth, and it was just boom, boom, boom. K, K, K. Game over. And they just took the series. It was, even talking about it, it's making me stressed. Like, they were three stressful games. They were all close. Again, the final scores were 5-3 Boston, 5-3 Angels, 5-4 Angels. Like, all the scores were super close. They were all similar. All the scores were super similar. The winning team scored five runs every single game. So... It was it was insane, man. It was an interesting game, or an interesting series. But the Angels they got two out of three, without Upton, without Trout, without Rendon. They steal two or three versus the team that has the best record in the American League. So you can't complain about that. No, no way. But let's put that series in the past. They did it. They have one more series left before the All Star break, and that series is a uh, is going up against the Seattle Mariners. We'll talk about that in a bit. But let's go over some of the Angels updates that happened over the week, or that happened today. One second, water break. Hopefully that makes my mouth a little more pause, but whatever. Um, first bit of news, Anthony Rendon, he got placed on the 10-day IL. This happened on like Monday, but our last pod went out on, it went out on Monday. But whatever. Um, yeah, he got put on the I.O. with his hamstring thing. Um, he's ex- Again, he's expected to be back after the All-Star break, which will be next weekend. But I don't know how much I can really trust that. <laughs> I don't know how much I can trust um, them to... Like, if he will be ready? Because, again, we, we've seen with Joe Madden. But Joe Madden told us Justin Upton should have been back for the Orioles series. We're going to Seattle, and he's still not back. And he's still not he's not going to play for Seattle. So, I don't know. Hopefully, he's back. Because the Angels need Anthony Rendon. Again, everyone who's given up on Anthony Rendon, stop. He's too good to not start hitting soon. He's going to get going. He's, he's too good not to. But, man, I just don't. Like, again, I'm hoping Madden's right. I'm hoping after the All-Star break, 
everyone's fine and we're good to go. But I'm not going to hold my breath on it, per se. Um, next line of news, we kind of just mentioned it, but Justin Upton, Joe Man said he will be out until the All-Star break. Until after the All-Star break. So, we won't see him versus Seattle, which is, again, kind of a bummer, considering he should have been back last weekend, and he's not going to come back for two weeks after we were expected to see him. But, whatever, just get healthy and stay healthy. That's all I really care about. If you need to take the extra few days, extra week, I don't care. Just get back and get healthy, and stay healthy. Because the Angels, again, they're in a better spot than they were in a few weeks ago, but... They are in a spot where they need all their players and they need all of them healthy. They need all their boys back. So, Next line of news we're going to talk about today's game in Salt Lake City. The Bees game, the Angels AAA affiliates game. Because a couple newsworthy players did some things in these games. Or in this game. Starting with Griffin Canning. You know, we talked about in the first podcast how he got... Um, or was it, yeah, the first, wait, no, the second one. Um, how he got sent down to AAA. He made his first start um, as a Salt Lake B, at least as a Salt Lake B in 2021. And it did not go well. He only lasted two innings. He gave up six hits. No, not six hits. He gave up three hits, six runs, five walks, four Ks. The big concern is the five walks. Again, he's down there to kind of work on his mechanics, get that right, and he walked five guys. So I'm thinking he's going to need more of an extended stay down there, which also means when the Angels come back from after the All-Star break and they go back to their sick man rotation, if you can't trust Canning to be back by then, if you can't trust Bundy to be good, then you're probably going to have to throw Quintana in there. And, again, Quintana's men going out of the pen, and Quintana's advanced numbers are very good. It's just, can you trust Jose Quintana to not kill you with walks? If he does, if, if, if Quintana cuts down on the walks, he'll be fine. And, he, and, again, right now, if the Angels had to use a sixth man, let's say, whatever happens, and let's say Cobb got stra- scratched for tomorrow, and... All three of those guys would be rested and ready to go. Who would I pick? I'd probably pick Quintana. But I don't trust any of them. So that's why it's going to be interesting. And that's probably a decision the Angels are going to have to make. Because I doubt they make a trade for a starter by the time they would need one up in the rotation. So it's interesting. It's very interesting. Um... But also in that game, Joe Adele, he hit a walk-off single along with a two-run home run. Drove into four runs. Um, He's had a solid year in AAA. Again, I'm not going to complain and say that he isn't living up to expectations. Again, he has an OPS over 900. He leads the PCL in home runs. Or I think he does. When I watched the clip of his home runs today, that's what they said. So, again, he's, he's been one of the best power hitters down in AAA, but... Um, there's still some issues, there's still some things he needs to work on, that's why we haven't seen him yet, um, but he's coming along, and, and will we see him this year? I don't know, I hope so, but, um, that's just gonna be, have to wait, that's gonna be a wait and see kind of thing, and then, let's talk about, um, the roster move that the Angels have made, um, Aaron Sleggers got sent down to AAA, he did not pitch in the Boston Series, his last time out was against Baltimore, where he gave up a lead. So, uh, yeah, he came in up 4 nothing, left in a 4-3 game with a runner on third. So, um, again, he, I was so happy. Like, I really liked the Slager's move when they made it. He just hasn't lived up to the expectations. He's, he, he tries to throw his fastball up for some reason. I, I don't get it. Like, throw your fat. <laughs> you have a sinker. You have a sinker with great movement. Use it down in the zone. I, I just I don't understand. 
what like Matt Wise or whoever told him. I I, I don't know. I, I I have no idea. But with Slager's going down, that means that someone got called up, and that guy is Kian Wong. He got called up to the big league roster, and he will be up for the time being. Um, we'll see if he plays at all, if he's maybe a defensive replacement. Again, the Angels were probably going to have to drop a reliever and add a um, bench guy at some point, especially with some of these pieces coming back. Um, they need to beef up their bench unless they want to probably have to option someone they want to keep on the big league roster. Um, but again, if you're Wong, hey man, you play well this weekend, maybe they send down Renhifo and you stay up with the big league club. Like, I, I don't know. Just throwing things out there for him. So, we'll see. Um, but again, um, the Angels, they are, will have some, they will have three guys to send down when, um... Upton, Trout, and Rendon come back. Because, again, Jack Mayfield will go down, and then two of Rojas, Renifo, Wong will go down. So we'll see who ends up winning that final job to go with um, Ligaris, Suzuki, and um, Ligaris and Suzuki on the bench. So we'll see. We'll see. And then kind of a standings update. Let's look at them. The Angels, they gained a game on Oakland. Over the week, which is good, with them winning two or three, and then the A's losing two or three to the Houston Astros. So they just didn't gain any ground on Houston. But I've kind of come to terms that the Angels they just aren't going to catch the Astros. So I think they have a shot at catching Oakland. Not a good shot, but a shot. Um, but again, I don't think they have a chance to catch Houston. So just. Whenever they play a team the Angels are chasing, I'm kind of just going to be like, hopefully they win. But yeah, um, they're still four and a half back, so they still have some room to make up. Oakland plays Texas this weekend, so hopefully Texas could maybe help us out, maybe get a game so we don't lose any ground. Like, yeah, if, the Angels, if they can go into the break back four and a half... I, uh, that's that's something I'll take, especially considering Oakland's played three extra games. So, again, you win those three extra games, you're three back. So, um, yeah, if they again, they have work to do, but again, four and a half games, it's it's not undoable. So, and again, they they're tied with the Yankees right now. They're a game behind Seattle, who they play this week, and they're a game behind Toronto. So, just win, man. If you, Again, the Angels, they're in a spot where if they can win their games, if they can do their job, then they're going to have a good shot. So, that's all they got to do. They just got to win. And speaking of winning, let's go over the series this weekend up versus the Seattle Mariners. It's just kind of some things on the Mariners. They're 46-42 and 42 on the year. They are they're a game in front of the Angels. They just lost two or three versus the Yankees, and they're five and five in their last ten. Their offensive numbers on the year: they have an eighty nine weighted runs created plus. That's twenty fourth in baseball. That's thirteenth in the American League. They're two ninety five WOBA as a team is twenty eighth in the MLB and fifteenth in the American League. Their two ninety three on base percentage is dead last in baseball. They've hit one hundred six homers, which is fifteenth in the MLB and eighth in the AL. So, they're a weak offensive team. And again, the Angels, this weekend, they're throwing probably their number two, number three, and number four starters. So, they have three guys that can pitch, that can be very effective if they're on versus a lineup like this. So, again, the Angels, they pitch well this series, they're going to they're gonna win. Like that's that's all I'm gonna that's all that's again we can we can go over all the matchups and all that if the Angels put up zeros and they pitch well this series and they limit Seattle's offense which they should be able to considering Seattle was a bad offensive team yes the Angels are a bad team pitching wise but they're a better team pitching wise than the Seattle is offensively so again put up zeros limit them to like three runs a game, that should be doable. And you should win. 
because, again, Seattle's pitching, it's better than their offense, but it's, it, again, Seattle has worse pitching than Boston, and they probably use their two best starters this week who are in their last series versus the Yankees, and they are going to come back around for us. So we're going to miss Logan Gilbert. We're going to miss the all-star UC Kikuchi. So, again, I'm... The Angels should be able to do their job this this series. I, but again, they're overall offensively, they're pretty weak offensively. Like again, they have four hitters with a W. Like they have four everyday hitters that have a WRC plus above a hundred and a hundred's average. And those four are Jake Fraley, who's probably their best hitter. Jake Fairley, Ty France, Mitch Hanniger, and J.P. Crawford. So, again, just just do your job on the mound. That's all they got to do. Do your job on the mound. The offense is going to get you some runs. They have, again, the Angels, again, their offense is hurt right now, but they have enough pieces on the offensive side of the ball to where they're going to be able to scrap some runs across this Mariners team. Just go ahead and win. And, again, I look. I'm. I looked at the Mariners' stats, and again, their run differential is bad. So, this is kind of the reason their advanced numbers aren't very good. But, and how are the Mariners forty six and forty two? Like, how are they? How is their record that good? Because if you look at the numbers, they aren't a good team. The Mariners aren't a good team. They just. They aren't good. Again, they're pitching. You can maybe call it average. I think, again, average would probably be a decent. Like, that's probably, like, some praise for them. To be an average team on the pitching end, they're above average. You can maybe call them below average. Let's say they're an average team pitching-wise. They're probably one of the worst offensive teams in baseball. They, they are last in the league in on-base percentage. They don't get on base. How 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 are they 40? That kind of shows that if you have good pitching, anything can happen. You can mess around and win some games if you just have it, if your pitching is there. And, you know, we saw that with Cleveland. Cleveland, for a while, they were winning a lot of games because their pitching was good, and they didn't have an offense. That's why the Angels, that's why I, I'm so optimistic about this team coming up in the future. Because they just p- fix the pitching and they get, and they're pitching because like average, maybe a bit above average with the offense they have. Because again, even though like you look at, like Justin Upton's one of their best hitters, he probably won't be on the team after 2022. Um, but again, Trout's going to be here for a long time. Rendon's going to be here for a long time. Otani, again, they should be able to lock him up for a long time. You, you have Jared Walsh coming up. He's going to be here for a long time. If Joe Adele is the real deal, if Brandon Marsh is the real deal, they're going to have so many. David Fletcher, Max Stassi, they have so many pieces on the offensive side of the ball that they're going to be... Again, they, they have missed Mike Trout, Anthony Rendon, Justin Upton. They've all missed huge, like pretty big chunks of the season with injuries. And the Angels are still a borderline top five offense. They're they're borderline a top five offense in baseball, and they've missed those guys for so long. If they're all back, what top three? Again, then you're on par with on par with like Houston and Toronto, who've been healthy all year and have studs all over the field on offense. It's just, man, I'm like it. Like I said, man, just get, just again. We'll talk about this more as the off season comes. Just get, dude, get the pitching. Just, just find a way, man. Pay the tax. Um, give up some farm. Just get the pitching, man. Because this is a team. If they get some pitching, man, they can win a championship. They have a championship level offense. They just need. Some starters, they need some bullpen out. That's. I'm not going to get riled up. But again, Seattle's pitching numbers 
4-5 team ERA. That's 22nd in the big leagues, 10th in the AO. Their 4-2-6 FIP is 15th in the MLB, 7th in the AO. They have a 4-4-1 expected FIP, 23rd in the MLB, 11th in the American League. Their 8.41 K per 9 is 24th in the MLB, 12th in the AO. Their 3.35 box per 9 is 16th in the MLB and 9th in the AO. And then their home runs per 9 is sitting at 1.17, which is 12th in the MLB and 5th in the American League. So, again, you look at lots of their numbers pitching-wise, it points to maybe slightly below average. Again, this team isn't as good pitching-wise as Boston. And, they don't, and again, Boston had their ace go in their series against us. Um, the Angels are going to miss probably the Mariners' two best starters. Again, Chris Flexen's solid, but... Again, I think, again, if I were to miss two guys in the Mariners rotation, I'm probably going to want to miss um, Logan Gilbert and Yusei Kikuchi, even though the Angels have kind of owned Kikuchi. But um, Kikuchi's been really good this year. He was, even though he kind of got roughed up yesterday, he, and I'm recording this on Friday, so I'm talking about on, no, on Thursday, so I'm talking about on Wednesday when he got roughed up versus the Yankees. Um, even though he's, um, even though he got roughed up a bit for the Yankees, he, he was well-deserving of an all-star spot, obviously. They needed to give someone on the Mariners an all-star appearance or an all-star spot because every team gets one, but that he was he deserved it. So, yeah. Um, if you look at, let's look at the projected pitching matchups. Again, all this has been announced, but I don't know who's pitching on Sunday for Seattle because... The turn in the rotation was supposed to go to Justice Sheffield, but they put him on the injured list. Partially because he's hurt, partially because he's been bad, and they just needed to not have him pitch. Like, he, he's he been terrible this year. And the thing that sucks is he dealt first the Angels last time they played. I think he went, like, six shutout. And that was with the full healthy lineup. Like, <laughs> that, that's, that, that was bad. But, um, the projected pitching matchups Friday, which is tomorrow. Um, the Angels are going to go with, they're going to throw out Alex Cobb. He's 6-3 and three on the year, 4.60 ERA, but his advanced numbers are very good. Again, he should be locked in if his split's going. Um, that should be very fun. But the Mariners, they are going to counter with Marco Gonzalez, who has had a very off year. But if you watch the Angels over the last few years, and you watch them play the Mariners, you should know that. Marco Gonzalez owns the Angels. The Angels cannot hit Marco Gonzalez. So, we'll see. Again, there's lots of different names in the lineup than usual that would that would have faced Marco Gonzalez in the past. But, again, he's just a scary side on the mound because of just what we've seen in the past. But, um, hopefully the Angels, they could... They can hit him because that would be huge. Um, as for Saturday, the pitching matchup, the Angels are going to go with Patrick Sandoval, and the Mariners will counter with Chris Flexen. Sandoval in the years 2 and 2 with the 3860 RA. Flexen is 7 and 3 with a 380 RA. Chris Flexen was a really good find by Seattle in the offseason. He was pitching overseas. I don't know. I'm pretty sure it was a, somewhere in Asia, in either like Japan or Korea. Um, he was a great find for the Mariners. Um, he's had a very solid season. He's probably their number three guy in their rotation. Um, he's probably the best pitcher the Angels will see this weekend. Um, but yeah, he can pitch. Um, again, he's not like a he's not someone where it's like, oh, the Angels aren't going to be able to touch him. The Angels should still be able to um, get some runs off this guy. But he he has the ability to put together great performances. So. You got to do your job against him. You got to hit like any pitcher. But um, and then on Sunday again, we don't know who's pitching for Seattle. They have a TBD because this was Justin Sheffield's. That was supposed to be Justin Sheffield's start. Um, again, we'll see if they activate anybody off the IL. Again, I don't know what Justin Dunn's status is, but he's on the injured list. Maybe they bring. Maybe he's ready. I don't know. I don't really pay attention to the Mariners. But um. Maybe they do a bullpen game. Who knows? But um, 
That's a TBD. The Angels, they will go with Jose Suarez, though. 3-2 on the year with a 2-3-70 array. Hopefully he can bounce back after his tough start versus the Red Sox. Um, again, the key with Suarez, man, he just needs his confidence. If he goes out there and he he trusts his pitches, he trusts that changeup to get whiffs, he's going to he's gonna go out there and he's going to um, he's gonna pitch well. Because, again, before the season started, I think the big question, this is the big question I had. Maybe people were different. The big question I had with Jose Suarez was, does he have, is he good enough to pitch to the big league level? Is he good enough to get hitters out consistently? Because, again, we've seen top prospects that just come up, they just aren't good enough, and we were just completely wrong about them. And I was thinking, is Jose Suarez one of those guys that he just isn't good enough? He's shown this year he's good enough. That that question, it... It's thrown out the door. It's like bye-bye. It is thrown out the door. Now we know he just needs to know that he can. he's good enough. And when he's come out of the pen and he's had that confidence, he's gotten wits with his changeup, he's gotten soft contact, he's used his great secondary stuff to get outs and even used his fastball a bit, even though his fastball isn't really a plus pitch. It's just, if he goes out there and he's like, yeah, I'm going to get you out, then he's going to pitch well. If he goes out there like he did with Boston, he's trying to be too perfect, and he's he's missing and he's walking guys, that's where he could get into some trouble. So, um, again, we'll see. Hopefully he goes out there and he pitches really well. But, again, that's that's kind of it, man. He's going to win this series. He just got to hit. You got to put up zeros, and again, I think you got to play with the lead against this team because um, I trust their bullpen a lot more than I trust their starters. So, um, but again, we'll see. Um, they're up at T-Mobile Park, so just get some wins. Um, as for a prediction on the series, I'm going to say they win two or three. I'm going to say they head into the break at 46 and 43. Which, considering all the injuries and where they were at one point this year, saying at like nine, they were nineteen and twenty-seven a couple of weeks ago. What were they? Again, they're eight and two in their last ten. You take away those ten games, they're what? They were thirty-six and forty. So yeah, considering they were there like ten games ago, again forty games ago, they were nineteen and twenty-seven. Yeah, man, they go into the break at 60 or 40, not 60. Wow, that would be great. But um, if you go into the break at 46 and 30, 46 and 43, holy shit. It's late. But um, to go into the break at 46 and 43, again, at that point, you're probably four and a half back. Maybe if you're lucky, Texas helps you out and gets you to three and a half back in the wild card standings, and you got lots of head to head games against Oakland. You're feeling good. You're feeling like, hey, man, maybe we make a move at the deadline. We win some games coming up in August and, and September. We got a shot. So, and again, at this point, that's all the Angels, I think, really need to hope for. And at least as a fan, that's all I'm really hoping for. Just get them a shot while they're healthy. Give them give them a shot with Mike Trout on the field. Give them a shot with Anthony Rendon on the field. Give them a shot with Justin Upton on the field. Maybe with some pieces at the deadline. Maybe they go grab a starter. Maybe they go, go grab a couple guys in the bullpen to really – make this team a lot more deeper. If they can do that and they can stay in the race now, that's huge. But again, to do that, you gotta win games and they gotta win series like this. They did it versus Boston. They did it versus Baltimore. They did it versus the Yankees. They gotta do it again versus the Mariners. If you enjoyed this episode of the Halo Zone Podcast, episode three, um, Again, just keep watching them. Again, I'm not going to ask for anything except for that. And if you if you enjoy it, keep watching them. I'm just going to keep anking them because I'm having fun talking about the Angels on here. So um, I'll see you guys the next time I see you. Peace out.